What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Birdie here. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to scale your sales. And the issue with scaling sales is that a lot of people think about themselves, their revenue metrics, their targets they have to hit. But if you have a buyer-centric strategy, it becomes so much easier to hit your objectives and provide meaningful value to your clients. We're going to talk all about that in this episode today. Our guest who joins us, he is the CEO and founder at 45.io, the first SaaS platform designed for sales trainers. His platform focuses on improving the implementation of discovery and demo calls to improve closing rates, average revenue per deal, and the time to close. He is also the author of More Sales, Bigger Impact, a book that teaches readers how to master the craft of sales. Our guest who joins us in this episode is none other than David Bonney. David, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Mark. Thanks for having me. David, it is a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. And when it comes to sales, we obviously want to get as many clients as possible, but there has to be this dynamic where we are focused on the buyer. So I'm wondering if you could share with us how buyer-centric selling works and how we can keep the buyer in mind instead of focusing too much on selling the product. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a great question to open up with because this paradigm shift is really the key to uh, not only changing sales results, but changing uh, how much you enjoy the sales function, especially for solopreneurs that are great at what they do. The sales function is the thing that they hate that one part, but it's a necessary evil that they have to get into. This is actually a way um, for you to actually love doing it and love the uh, value that you're providing. So the, the key difference in all of this is moving from what we call being seller centric, which is I'm trying to sell you my stuff. Uh, this is who we are. This is why we're cool. This is what we do. Uh, when in all reality, our buyers don't care about us. They care about themselves and they only care about us as much as we can help them. Um, and transitioning from that seller-centric focus to a buyer-centric focus, where we're making them the star of the show, where we're, we're, we're understanding that they've already shown what we call buyer's intent. By them scheduling a call with us and taking time out of their busy schedule to hop on a, a, a Zoom call or go to a meeting with a perfect stranger, they're already showing intention that there is a problem they're trying to solve. So let's understand that. Let's try to help them solve that problem. And if we can be a trusted advisor for them, which is what I uh, definitely encourage everybody to do, stop being a salesperson and start being their trusted advisor uh, by being a trusted advisor, we can build a plan of action for them to show them clearly what they need to do to solve the biggest problems, causing the most pain and keeping them from their most important outcomes. And uh, they will uh, more than gladly uh, uh, move forward and buy our product um, if all of those things align. And I like this dynamic where you're focusing on being this advisor to the person where you are caring about them. You treat them as a star of the show instead of looking at your revenue goals that you have to hit at the end of the year. It's like mm -hmm. at the end of the year, people rush to do all those sales calls because they know they got to hit their quota. But if you think that way, it can cut into your pitching and then minimize the relationship or make them go somewhere else. I know one of the core themes is getting people on the phone 
which is a big time investment. It always has been, but also with the fact that there are so many choices available and many things grabbing at our time. How do you get people to hop on the call for that uh, initial discovery call or demo session? Yeah, I mean, from a marketing perspective, you got a lot of different channels these days. You've got your inbound channels uh, that revolve around social media, um, uh, that revolve around things like this, uh, um, uh, expertise via webinars or podcasts where you can talk about your message. Uh, you've got cold email strategies that you can leverage to get your your um, uh, message in front of people, as well as uh, cold calling. Um, but whatever whatever method uh, you're looking for or you're looking to engage in, the key thing is understanding that people are already dealing with problems. So if you can understand the problems that your company is supposed to be solving for them that they already understand hopefully exists so that you're not educating the market, then it's about putting that message in front of them simply and clearly so that they can say, man, this is something that has been irritating me, frustrating me, agitating me. And now I've got a message right in front of me clearly saying that this problem that I am experiencing could potentially be solved by a company. I would like to talk to them further. I mean, a lot of entrepreneurship boils down to you have a problem and you create a solution for yourself, and then it turns into solutions for others. I mean, people, they want to solve problems at the end of the day, and it could be your services that present that solution. One of the things I feel like people do, and uh, this is going to go into what you do at 45.io, is that people tend to underprice themselves in order to get more business. And while pricing yourself a little bit lower can help you get more customers, you're putting in more work, you're limiting how much you could handle. But one of the things I know you specialize in is helping people increase the average revenue per deal. I'm wondering if we could go into like, how do you go about raising prices, finding someone willing to pay that much? How do we raise our average revenue per deal? Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, there's, uh, if there's a message that I'd like for uh, anybody to take to heart that's listening to this, uh, uh, the entire episode, if you can just take this to heart, um, it's going to, it'll dramatically change things for you. People don't care how much we charge. People want to solve their problems. And then there's an associated set of variables that need to be in alignment for them to feel comfortable solving those problems. But us thinking that we're supposed to throw our price up on the screen, and that is the deciding factor for prospects, put yourself in, in those shoes. Whether it's twelve thousand or fifteen thousand or twenty thousand, does that really matter, or does your confidence level on whether or not that solution is going to solve uh, your problems is that your primary concern? Uh, LinkedIn, uh, their annual state of sales uh, report uh, recently came out, and the stat was essentially eighty-eight percent of people don't care about price. They based they buy based on experience. Uh, that they go through in the sales process. They don't care about features. They don't care about pricing. They don't care about any of that stuff. So it, it's known and it's proven. So get that out of your head is my main message. Stop worrying about it. It's your head trash around money that's driving awkwardness at this phase of the call. Now, it's also your execution. So the fundamental way to go through and actually understand where your pricing should be and what you should be charging is creating a consistent sales playbook or consistent sales process that you're going through that allows you to logically 
uh, understand what's going on with the prospect so you can properly diagnose what their bigger problem is. What our prospects think the problem is, is never the problem. They only understand the surface level problems. We know that it's like way deeper than that. Holy crap. They don't understand it's this. They don't understand it's that. And when we diagnose the problem for them, similar to Challenger Sale and some other sales books that have been out there, we can help them see like a doctor what their actual bigger problem is. Then we can put it right in front of them. And a bigger problem requires a more sophisticated solution at a higher price point. So that's that's the first step. If you just allow your prospects to give you one or two surface level problems and then you go show them how you would solve it, your service is usually going to be uh, bloated and overwhelming to them. And they're not going to think it's worth it because you're not putting it in context of the problems that need to get solved to actually get rid of their pain um, and get them to the outcomes that they want. You're just taking their word for it. Now, when you do that, and this is really the game-changing side of it, this is from a data analysis perspective, and this is something that we do with all of our clients, when you can actually show them, here are the bigger problems that you're dealing with, Mark. If those problems were to be removed and those obstacles were to go away, let's talk about the expected outcomes you think you'd be able to get to. Effectively, going through a process of figuring out what their ROI would be. So if we go through and understand, well, yeah, generally I'm, you know, I'm generating 10 to 12 sales conversations. If I could just figure out how to sell better, I would go from converting at 30% to 45%. Okay. What's the math on that? You go from three sales to five sales, just throwing some numbers out there. So two additional sales. What if you could go from 10,000 and they say, I could, we could probably raise our rates from 10,000 to 2,000. That's 10,000 additional dollars. Well, I need to put that per month. I need to put that in the context of my service and my ROI. So uh, companies are typically looking for a five to 10X ROI. So if you can look at that ROI, that can now better calibrate you to pricing because they don't care what your price is. They more want to put it in context of what can they gain and what's at stake and what do they have to pay to get there? So that's a very quantifiable, a very scientific way for you to get much better at setting your pricing. I mean, I like how, I mean, at the end, it's just all about value. If you provide sure. great value and you charge a high price, people will pay. <clears throat> like Disney raises their prices so much on their resorts, but people still go, people find room in the budget, but something of low value that's priced low isn't going to get the same attention as something that's more expensive, but delivers higher value. So being able to deliver higher value gives you the ability to raise your prices. One of the things I want to go into also is with this buyer-centric focus, focusing on the buyer being the star and giving them value. It's one thing to know how to market your services, another to know who exactly you're marketing to. And I feel like we've heard so often to create a customer avatar. I'm wondering if we go a little bit deeper into that. Like, What is your research process for creating an avatar? What factors do you look at to construct that avatar? Well, I mean, you know, from a, from a marketing perspective, uh, we're going to, um, we're going to try to combine that world of sales and marketing. But I, I think at least in the work that we do, what's most essential is people understanding what is, what is the thing that they're actually providing the market? What is that service and what makes it different? 
Why is it different than everybody else's out there? Why is it going to solve the problem better than the next freelance writer or the next solopreneur in your area? What, what's your secret sauce? What's your specialty? And if you don't think you have a specialty, you're probably wrong because there's a unique approach that you're bringing to it. You just have to be able to figure that out. Now, if you can figure out what I, and I turn that into what, what I call your big three, what are the major three components of what it is that you do? Then those three components can be aligned to the bigger problems that need to be solved, like I referenced earlier. And those bigger problems that need to be solved can be better associated with potential outcomes and the avatars that are looking for those specific outcomes. But just picking an ICP out of the blue can be very difficult because then you put a message out there and you take them through a process where you don't have the connective tissue of Here's who you are and what you're going through. And here's ultimately the problems that I'm going to solve and the outcomes that I'm going to get you to. So if you just start with that in the beginning of your process, that'll allow those dots to connect and you'll be able to come up with a clearer avatar with the right problem statements, et cetera, that you can put out there to go fishing and bring them into a much smoother experience. I mean, David works with a bunch of clients who they have all the analytics laid out. They have a lot more data points that they can go into to see what type of people are buying the offer the most, converting the most, they can look at that. When you are first starting out as a freelance writer, as an author, as a solopreneur, you don't have as much of those data points. So when you put yourself out there, you have to know yourself. You have to know what your offer is, an idea of who you intend on helping. And then as you get out there more, as you collect more data, you're getting people on your email list, you're getting them to click on your emails, you're getting them to follow you on social media, engage your content, ultimately go on the calls and buy your stuff. As you get more of that data, it becomes more clear. But as David mentions, having those initial dots is important and then connecting them along the way. And being okay to pivot, right? Caring more about serving the market than just selling your stuff. Well, I do this and it's not resonating. It's not what people want. Those aren't the problems that they're trying to solve or whatever it is. And then being able to, to pivot and and um, uh, alter things a little bit, not away from the core of what you do, but being what your market needs versus forcing your market to realize who you are and why you're so special, that usually doesn't work out very well. I mean, with any business, there's a lot of experimentation, but there are some things that you definitely have to understand this is your foundation. And uh, that's where you have that dynamic of you're doing buyer-centric selling, but at the same time, you know, what exactly it is you have to offer and the type of people you feel like you can help with your products and services. That's right. Absolutely. So for people who want to learn more about what you do, who you help in your services, where do you suggest we go to follow your work and journey? Yeah. So uh, go to 45.io. Um, You'll have the opportunity to uh, uh, download some resources. You'll have the opportunity to um, uh, get a call audit. Essentially, there are some core elements of a buyer-centric sales process that need to be in place if you're going to be effectively um, uh, creating value for people who decide to spend their time with you during the sales process. And again, the key thing is they showed that intention that they want to buy and that intention is I have problems that are causing pain and keeping me from outcomes that I ultimately want to achieve. And if you can take them through a process and a consistent process is what we've figured out over the years, 
there's a repeatable process to go through that can create a buyer action plan for them that will be valuable whether they purchase your service or not, that will prop up your brand, that will make you feel like you're adding value and you're not trying to um, manipulate somebody into giving you money. Um, but it will also create clarity in what they need, what you offer, so there's less uh, uh, noise in the fulfillment funnel. There'll be better quality customers, higher quality customers that stay with you longer, hopefully at a higher upfront average anyway, and a higher uh, level of conversion just through this simple paradigm shift of focusing more on them instead of yourself and what you do. Well, Breakthrough Success listeners, make sure you check out 45.io. A lot of great resources there to help you on your journey in sales. David, thank you so much for joining us on Breakthrough Success. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Thanks, Mark.